Hi guys, it's Abu Bakr, and thanks for tuning to Thoughts at 30. The American author Luann Rice once wrote, Anyone with a heart, with a family, has experienced loss. No one escapes unscathed. Every story of separation is different. But I think we all understand that basic, wrenching emotion that comes from saying goodbye. Not knowing if we'll see that person again, or perhaps knowing that we won't. Listeners, how have you dealt with loss? What is your grieving process? Who do you turn to for support? Or do you heal on your own, all alone? Yesterday, I was woken up by a phone call from my brother. Still half asleep, I answered and asked him what was going on. And then I was told that an old friend of mine had unfortunately passed away. I think I fell back asleep for 10 minutes. Woke up again properly and then texted my brother if I understood correctly. He confirmed the news. Ali Fateh Khwaja, my dear friend who I knew for most of my life, was no more. Just like that. Ali didn't have an unkind atom in his body. He was soft-spoken and incredibly articulate and eloquent. The best way to describe him was warm He would take a genuine interest in everybody he spoke to. He would come over to my house during school days and have longer chats with my parents than he would even with me. A couple times I would come home from school late and Ali would already be at my house having lunch and talking to my parents, waiting for me. He was also an environmentalist. We were all only 14 or 15 when Ali started walking home after school hours instead of getting picked up in a car. He did so every single day until, sadly, he had a bicycle accident a few years later. But after his recovery, he was back to walking. He founded our school's environmental society. He planned hikes and walks around the city where we would pick up trash that was littered along the way and encourage students to walk more and drive less. All this to help clean up the city and reduce air pollution in Islamabad. He also founded a school's newspaper, which is now a student-produced magazine called the Rebellion Gazette. Writing and reading in English and Urdu were passions of Ali's, and naturally, he was extremely well-read and a phenomenal writer. He is a frequent attendee of the literature festivals in Lahore. In 2011, I was invited and traveled with Ali and his family to Lahore. We then went to their ancestral home in Mochi Gate. The Mochi Gate, formerly known as Mochi Darwaza, is located within the walled city of Lahore and is one of 13 gates built around the area in the 16th century by the Mughals. Ali and his family wanted to honor their ancestral home 
by establishing a free primary school for girls in Mojigate. We had traveled for its inauguration. Being there was an emotional, humbling, and proud experience. Ali's family had a beautiful property and had made four wonderful classrooms inside. We cut the ribbons and distributed school bags and stationery to more than 50 young girls. The Barkat John Primary Girls School. My memory is a bit foggy, but I believe it was named after Ali's grandmother. Was established in the summer of 2011. The school had a strength of 90 girls, all from marginalized families. All girls were given free education, books, uniforms, bags, stationeries, and even meals for free. The school was a project of the newly formed and founded Ali Fateh Foundation, started by Ali's family to give back to the areas of their roots. Ali was one of my closest friends during the time I lived in Islamabad, but we drifted slowly once I moved. Ali, however, never made me feel that. When we went to Mochi Gate together, I had already been in Chicago for two years. Every time I wrote in a newspaper, he would always read the piece and send me a message and his opinions on it. He called me on every single birthday and was one of the few people who would ask me how I was doing and meant it. Ali knew the importance of checking in with people. Listeners, the Lost a Friend Club is a place that you don't want to be a member of. Those of you who already hold a place will for sure attest to this. Unfortunately for me, I've come here a second time. It doesn't get any easier. I find myself repeatedly reading my message threads with Ali. The most recent message of which isn't even four days old. I look down at the cursor and have to remind myself that I could type whatever I want, but there can never be a response. A lot of our mutual friends have found out about this news today, and so the tributes for Ali are everywhere on social media. Every single Instagram story while touching is just another painful reminder that a warm, loving, and beautiful soul is no longer with us. So then, how does one deal with loss? You might be asking me, you've been here before. What did you do last time? And what are you going to do this time? Well, both times, the strongest feeling I felt apart from immense sadness, was injustice. Just like M, Ali was a cut above other humans. He cared. He cared about everything. He cared about our planet, way before it was woke to do so. And way before we were old enough to even know what being woke was. He cared about animals. He cared about literature. And he cared more than I think I ever could about his friends. So then, why, I ask myself, why does this happen to the best people? How 
is this at all fair? And I still don't have an answer. All I know is that pain doesn't care. It takes its sweet time, and only time can do any healing. From the time loss starts to hurt you, till the time it begins to stop, this time in between will pass no matter what, and at the same pace. The only thing that is in your hands is what you choose to do during this time. So in Ali's case, I will attempt to honor his memory. Relive and cherish the times we had and try to spread and share the messages I think he was trying to convey through what he did by exploring his passions. And I think that's the only way I've learned to deal with loss. You think of happy memories and force yourself to smile as you recall them. You use the examples of the person as ways to motivate yourself and others to do the most wonderful things that they were doing. In Ali's case, you talk about kindness, humility, and charity, and most of all, the importance to take care of our planet. Because he had these things abundantly flowing through his body and coming out of his body through his actions and his words. When we went to Mochi Gate in 2011, the final Harry Potter movie, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, had also just come out. Ali was a diehard fan of Harry Potter, and so we managed to get tickets to the premiere of the movie in Lahore. During the movie, as I sat next to him, I saw Ali Fateh go through every emotion. He got nervous. He was tense, he laughed, he cried, he smiled, and close to the end, he jumped off his seat and punched the air in triumph. Now, when I think about it, it feels like a summary of life. It begins, and there's a series of emotions, every emotion, and then it ends. But we only remember of people what they show. And all Ali ever showed anyone was smiles, laughs, warmth, empathy, and kindness. He described himself as a matriot, someone who cares about the earth, mother earth, as opposed to a patriot, someone who cares about their nation. And Ali proved and lived this word every single day. And if there's ever going to be a way to honor him and make him proud is that if each and every one of us did our part in making our planet cleaner and better. When M passed away, one of the few people I told was Ali Fateh. I sent him a text about what happened and he texted back in quotes, to live in hearts we leave behind is not to die. He said, don't grieve someone is no more. Be thankful that they existed. Very apt, Ali, my friend. Listeners, as I go over my messages with Ali, there's four or five messages asking if I'll be in Pakistan this summer 
another three or four asking what my plans are for December. Over the years. Of course, me and Ali talked here and there, but a lot of these messages I have just left on scene and never responded to. And now it is staying like a million needles at once. Life is unpredictable. Hold your loved ones close and don't wait to communicate. Ali Fateh, thank you for the lessons you've taught everyone. A true gentleman, a wonderful, honest, polite, caring, intelligent, brilliant human. A human who cared about our planet and its people and the underprivileged and did everything he could during his short time here to make a difference. Gone far too soon, my friend. We will miss you. We won't forget you. And we will try to do our part to continue doing the wonderful things that you started. 